Jesus promised his disciples in Acts 1.8, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Welcome to You Shall Receive Power, and here are your hosts, Etienne McClintock and Colin Hone. Dear listener, greetings and a warm welcome. Thank you for tuning in again to the program where we are looking at Pastor Dennis Smith's book, 50 Days Prayers and Devotionals to Prepare for the Latter Rain and Christ's Return. We are on Lesson 34, Day 34 today, where we are looking at emotionally healed people. A very important lesson because there's so many people who carry this baggage of pain and uh, struggle that they've had and even the ability to forgive people. Quite often we've been hurt in the past, and not only that, quite often we've actually been the person who's hurt someone else. But we know there's forgiving and healing in Jesus Christ. So just before we open the program and start looking at the Bible on that, let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Gracious Father in heaven, we are just so grateful that we can come to you, the God that created, that redeems, and that sustains us, Father. We know that there is healing with you. There is so much power that you have to transform and change our lives, to give, our, give us new and noble thoughts, and to put our lives into a new direction. And, Father, we know you do this through your Holy Word and your Holy Spirit. And as such, we just pray for your Holy Spirit to be present here, that you will anoint us with a fresh anointing, that you'll give us power from on high, that you'll touch the lives of those listening and that they will be drawn closer to you as well as our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Colin, an interesting uh, topic today and a very important topic for so many people who are carrying baggage in regards to experiences of the past that are still with them, still haunting them, and even a spirit where they find it difficult to forgive those who have hurt them in the past. That's right. We all know people who are potentially struggle with depression, sadness, stress, anxiety, panic attacks, doubt or fears. Mm. And, you know, you might know some people who have a critical spirit or, you know, get angry easily or when their pride gets hurt. And I believe that God has made it possible for us to be free from these emotional oppressions. Well, that's good news. And, and the purpose of this devotional we've been going through mm. is to prepare what people for the latter rain and Christ soon return. Yes. And if you, there was a theme text... It would be 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. And you read that for us. Yes, it starts with this beautiful word, opening word, beloved. So those who are loved by God. Now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. So just before Jesus comes or when Jesus comes, it says those who are ready to meet Jesus will be just like Jesus. They'll see mm. him as he is. And they'll also, it says that they will purify themselves even as he is pure. So that, remember, the mystery of godliness is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yes. Now, Jesus was emotionally healed. Mm. He knew his father loved him. Yes. And he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he was emotionally healed. And so, you know, we all know people who struggle with, you know, stress and sadness. And maybe you struggle with it or maybe, you know, I have at times in my life. I have, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And God's made it possible for us to be free from these emotional oppressions. I love this uh, quote by Ellen White in the book Thoughts from Mount of Blessings, page 16. 
If you want to read for that for sure. us, that would be great. It is the love of self that destroys our peace. While self is all alive, we stand ready continually to guard it from mortification and insult. But when we are dead and our life is hid with Christ in God, we shall not take neglects or slights to heart. We shall be deaf to reproach and blind to scorn and insult. So what we're going to look at today is that we can be free from these types of oppressions. Mm. Now, I've, um, I know how we, I've presented these messages in revival meetings um, in probably about 18 countries, different uh, churches all around the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in Australia and also internationally. And everywhere I go, I find God's people struggling with these negative emotions. Mm. You know, you wonder why we have so many problems sometimes in the church. We've got a lot of people carrying around negative emotions in their lives. Yes. And so you can see it in critical spirit or, you know, people get angry and things like that. Mm. And so everywhere I go, I find people struggling with these negative emotions. And most people have concluded there's no real answer to the emotional pain in their lives. They've come to believe they have to wait until Jesus comes to be free of their emotional oppressions. I must admit there's times in my life I've, I've questioned the power of the gospel. Mm. You know, we read the New Testament and we see this deliverance in the New Testament right throughout yes. the New Testaments. But I haven't always seen it in my ministry. Uh, but when I come to understand the biblical teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and deliverance and began applying the biblical principles of our warfare... I began seeing deliverance. I've right. seen many, many people healed emotionally from the past hurts in their lives mm. uh, through forgiveness. I remember when I was in Ethiopia, uh, they brought this lady to me, and uh, she was uh, dealing with a lot of pain in her life. Uh, and she'd had prayer over it, they prayed over it. But then I took her through what we're going to talk about today through the prayer of forgiveness yeah. And we asked God to reveal the strongholds in her life, what was, what, were the, what was preventing her from experiencing God's love more fully. And uh, she was holding on to some anger and bitterness and resentment. Mm. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that later. But okay. in the end, we went through the process. God revealed that to her. And uh, it's an incredible story. She was dealing with um, – she'd been dealing with believe she had AIDS for, for many, many years. Mm. Uh she worked as a nurse for many, many years before she had a um, some blood got onto a sore that she had an open wound that was from an AIDS patient. Oh. And so she thought she had AIDS. Yeah. And so that's – but because of the stigma in society of that, she wasn't able to tell anyone. Mm. The only person she could speak to was her brother. And unfortunately, her brother uh, committed suicide and he was the only one that could, you know, talk to her and calm oh. her and, you know, mm. and be there. And she was angry and bitter because of all this. And the resentment that she felt alone, that he'd left her. And, and so when we asked God to reveal that, that was a stronghold. She was holding on to anger, bitterness, and resentment towards her brother. Right. Know. Anyway, we took her through the prayer of forgiveness. And we're going to talk about that a bit further on. And uh, she felt like the weight was off her shoulders. Really? You know, she just felt, wow. She went through the prayer of forgiveness. Interestingly... What is and then we ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Is love, love, joy, peace. Yeah, yeah. And love casts out fear. The Bible says. Mm. See, the, she was fearful about going to society about this problem or getting tests. Anyway, I got a call about two or three days later. Uh, the the pastor I was with got a call, and she said she went and had the test, 
and uh, she was uh, AIDS free. Oh, praise the Lord. Love. How many years has she been? Seven years. Oh. Love casts out fear. Mm. And so I could talk about many, many stories. And after seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, she was free in Christ. And I've got good news for you today. God wants you to be free, uh, anybody out there, of every negative emotion or oppression in your life. So we want to look at what causes these emotional oppressions first. We want to look at what actually causes this. Yes. Causes this. And the basis of emotional oppression and healing is found in Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And that's found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 to 27. There's a principle here, a warfare principle. Mm, says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. So you see, when we hold on to anger, bitterness, and resentment, who are we giving place to in our lives? Well, the devil, it says. That's right. Yeah. So, so what happens in our life to cause emotional oppressions is hurt. And this is especially in childhood. That's when we're most um, vulnerable. And this can cause us emotional pain and damage. We can become angry, and we usually suppress that anger that we feel. Mm. And this gives... Satan, a rite of passage in our life, not necessarily devil possession, but devil oppression. Okay. Because the Bible says if we hold on to that, we're giving place to him Mm. and his demons. And so they can come and oppress us. And so what happens is this causes numerous symptoms in one's life, such as depression, anxiety, fear, sadness, heaviness, a critical attitude, rebellion against authority, pride, suicidal thoughts. And the suppressed anger can also bring about physical diseases such as arthritis, fibromyalgia, eating disorders, stomach pain, headaches, and more. So many different things can come from this. And health professionals tell us that 80% of diseases have an emotional and spiritual root cause. In other words, we're a component of mind, body, and soul. You know, yeah. we make up, and one affects the other. Mm. And I just—it's uh, interesting what Ellen White wrote many years ago. Uh, of this cause and effect relationship in Testimonies, Volume 1, page 566. It's an incredible uh, statement she makes. Mm. It says that that which brings sickness of body and mind to nearly all is dissatisfied feelings and discontented repinings. They have not God. They have not the hope which reaches to that within the veil, which is an anchor to the soul, both sure and steadfast, all who possess this hope will purify themselves even as he is pure. Such are free from restless longings, repinings, and discontent. They are not continually looking for evil and brooding over borrowed trouble. They're not living in the past. They're not holding on to the anger and mm. bitterness and resentment. And do you notice that it talks about this hope? Yes, hope that reaches within the veil. Yeah, all who possess this hope will purify themselves just as he is pure. She's quoting out of... First John chapter 3, verse verses two. 1 to 3. Those yeah. who are ready to meet Jesus will be just like Jesus mm. and purify themselves. But what happens is unforgiveness opens the door for Satan to oppress us. Okay. Because that's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. And so it gives him a rite of passage into our lives. And I've seen individuals who have been deeply hurt by someone actively choose not to forgive that person. Mm. And over the years, they can become clinically depressed and actually become invalid, developing serious illness, and eventually dying, you know, dying from these diseases. So you're saying there that unforgiveness can actually hurt us more than the person who we don't want to forgive. Yes, it's like, you know, it's like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Mm. 
It's just doesn't make sense, does it? But we're emotional beings, and sometimes it's hard to let go of those emotions because we've been so deeply scarred or yes. hurt by it. I mean, I've seen so many people hurt deeply, you know, including myself. Mm. You know, I've seen many, many women and men who have been physically or sexually, emotionally abused uh, when they were children. Yes. And so they've carried that burden throughout their lives. But we can be free. That's mm. the good news. Amen. You can be free. God can free us. And so, you know, Satan and his evil angels are real. Mm. They are real beings. And we know a third of them, well, a third of all the angels are here on planet Earth. Satan and his evil angels were cast on this earth. And we're at war with them. Yes. The Bible talks about we're at war with these evil angels, and they only want to destroy us. They want to destroy us. And, you know, Ellen White talks about this in The Great Controversy on page 517. She talks about Satan and his demons, what they want to do to us. Mm. You just read that. The power and malice of Satan and his hosts might justly alarm us. Were it not that we may find shelter and deliverance in the superior power of our Redeemer, we carefully secure our houses with bolts and locks to protect our property and our lives from evil men. But we seldom think of the evil angels who are constantly seeking access to us and against whose attacks we have in our own strength no method of defense. While permitted, they can distract our minds, disorder, torment our bodies, and destroy our possessions and our lives. Their only delight is in misery and destruction. Did you see that last part? Their only delight is in misery and destruction. Mm. And so they're constantly, it says, seeking access to us. And, you know, Ellen White tells us against whose attacks we have in our own strength, no method of defense. Yeah, incredible. And the fact that they distract the mind. That's right. So here's the good news. Jesus gives us power over Satan and his host of evil angels. Mm. You know, you remember the story when uh, Jesus sent out the 70 on a mission Yes. in uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Uh, he sends them out on a mission. When, when they returned, he rejoiced. And, he, and they said to Jesus, even the devils are subject to us in thy name. Mm. And Jesus stated to them and all who believe in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, this is what he said. He says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And in other versions, it uses the word uh, from authority, power. Right. Power. So Jesus speaking of the Christian's power to rebuke Satan mm. when he attacks us. You know, and Ellen White was well aware of the importance of rebuking when she wrote these words in Selected Messages, volume 2, page 353. Satan takes possession of the minds of men today. In my labors in the cause of God, I have again and again met those who have been thus possessed, and in the name of the Lord, I have rebuked the evil spirit. See, Ellen White had no problem rebuking evil spirits in her time. Mm. They're real. And again and again in the New Testament, we see Jesus confronting Satan and rebuking him. Yes. And so he's given us the same power that Jesus had. God's given that to us to rebuke Satan. And his evil angels. Now, the whole purpose or the whole battle over this is what I call the prayer of forgiveness. The prayer of forgiveness. And as I stated earlier, that when someone struggles with depression or anger, anxiety or fear or, or any other deeply and troubling emotion, they most likely have been hurt by someone in their past and they haven't forgiven them, mm. even though they believe they have. You know, I've discussed many times, uh, you know, in previous uh, 
programs and uh, emotional healing, the whole purpose of emotional healing is to experience God's love more fully and to be delivered from the idols and the, uh, the oppressions in our life. And so I believe God has given us understanding how to deal with these oppressions of Satan through what we call the prayer of forgiveness. Okay. So the, this is the following approach that has proven effective in bringing deliverance in many, many cases I've seen. Hmm. I've seen you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people delivered and been emotionally healed from you know, things in their life, from uh, unforgiveness. Hmm. I'm talking about sexual abuse when they're children, physical abuse, uh, emotional abuse, even religious abuse. Right. I've seen people delivered from that. Mm. But I want to emphasize, though, and everyone will need to keep in contact with you for some period of time. It's easy for people, you know, to fall back in their old patterns. Sure, it is. Yes. You know, you can always in, invite those negative thoughts back in your life. Mm. You can always go back to them and then invite the anger and bitterness, and resentment, and then you're back to where you started. That's right. I always um, encourage people to be in what's called uh, small groups. Okay. Small groups is such a wonderful thing. You look in the Bible, even in the Old Testament time, in Moses' time, that it went down to small groups. Mm. You know, there was rulers of 1,000, rulers of 100, rulers of 50, and rulers of 10. Yes. And so even they had small groups in the Old Testament. And in the Early Testament, you look at the Early Testament church, you know, you had a structure of, you know, you might have been a bishop, deacon, then they, but most of them were home churches, mm. and they were in small groups. And most churches in the early first 100 years or so were only built for about 20 people. They were very small, and they just kept multiplying like right. that right throughout okay. the Roman Empire. So small groups is a, is a wonderful way where you can be nurtured and people pray for you, and uh, it's, it's a wonderful experience. Mm. So here's the steps, basically, in leading a person to experience deliverance from these oppressions. So the first thing I do is I explain what we're going to do and what to ex- you know what you expect them to them to do. Mm. So first thing you've got to determine if the person has accepted Jesus Christ. Okay. And so that's the first step is to ask people, have you accepted Jesus Christ? And if not, lead them in a simple gospel presentation and prayer to accept Jesus as their Savior. Mm. If they've slipped away from Christ, lead them to renew their relationship with Him. Okay. So that's the first step. That's a very important step, obviously. To explain the gospel and then take them through the prayer of accepting Jesus as their Lord or Savior or renewing that relationship with him. Okay. And then I ask them to list all the emotional oppressions they feel. So what emotional oppressions are you feeling? Mm. And they list them out. And then I explain to them from the Bible the teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how Jesus wants to live out his life in and through us. Yes. He wants to fill us with the Spirit so that we can witness and we can have the fruit of the Spirit in our lives of love, joy, peace, hmm. patience, goodness, all the things that we want. And uh, then I, uh, in prayer, we, you can lay hands on them and claim the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Okay, It's, it's a promise in the Bible hmm. that Jesus promised. And then I ask the Holy Spirit to move deep in their heart and bring healing wherever there is hurt. That's hmm. the next thing. Then I ask Jesus to manifest his forgiveness towards those who have hurt you. You ask Jesus to manifest his forgiveness mm. towards the, through you towards those who have hurt you. Because remember, Jesus had the victory over being unforgiving, didn't he? Absolutely did. Incredible prayer of forgiveness to those people who were hurting him right at that very moment. Yeah, well, I mean, what did they do to him? They whipped him. Uh, they spat on him. They put a crown of thorns on mm. him. 
He got scourged twice. Yeah, yep, but they, they mocked him. Yeah. He was hung up naked on a cross. Mm. All right, and and he's up there naked. And what does he say? Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Yeah. So Jesus had the victory for being unforgiveness, and he wants to give us his forgiveness to through us mm. to those that hurt us. You know, it reminds me of that text we read in Acts chapter five and verse thirty-one, where it talks about Jesus. It says that him God has exalted to his right hand to be a prince and a savior and then to give these things repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins mm. so that gift of forgiveness not only forgives us for our sins but enables us to forgive others as well because that's part of the healing process the word the word forgive and the word heal is actually the same word in the greek mm. it's sosa so healing and forgiveness actually go hand in hand. It's, a, it's an incredible biblical concept, which is worth a study. So maybe one day, Colin, you and myself can actually mm. develop that more fully on a program. Oh, awesome. It's, um, they go hand in hand. And so the next step is in prayer and in the name of Jesus, after they've accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, you've asked them to list all the emotional impressions. Mm. You've explained the biblical teaching of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You've... Uh, prayed with them and asked to claim the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit of Christ in them a hope of glory. You've asked the Holy Spirit to move deep in their heart and bring healing wherever there is hurt. Mm. And you've asked Jesus to manifest his forgiveness towards those who have hurt you and you name them. Yes. Then in prayer, in the name of Jesus, command the spirit of anger and bitterness and unforgiving spirit to depart from them. Mm. You see, you've cleared their way. Yes. Because remember the Ephesians that says, do not give place to the devil. Mm. Well, you've just removed that place. He has no right. Right. Okay. To be there because you've forgiven that person. You've asked Jesus to forgive him. You've been filled with the Holy Spirit. So you have the right now to command the spirit of anger or bitterness or unforgiving spirit to depart from them in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And then you have them say in prayer, Father, forgive me for my anger, bitterness, and my unforgiving spirit. You take mm. them and ask them to. And then have them in prayer say, Father, I forgive and name the person. Okay. And then list the names of anyone God brings to mind that has hurt them in the past. Get them to list the names. Mm. Say, Father, I forgive them. And have them ask God to forgive those who have, who have they've just forgiven and to bless them. Wow. And it's an incredible thing. That's really when you see a lot of tears when you take people through it because they're really unloading mm. and, and this burden they've been taking around in their lives. And so ask them to ask God to forgive those who have they have just forgiven and to bless them. In prayer, lay your hands on them and command in the name of Jesus, all the spirit, list all the emotional pressures they've told you they feel. Yeah. They feel this, this, and anger or bitterness or whatever they're feeling. List all the emotional pressures they've told you to feel to depart from them in the name of Jesus Christ. And then thank God for the fruit of the spirit he's just now giving them of love, joy, peace, patience, etc. You know, sometimes in prayer, you might have to ask them to forgive themselves if they feel they need to. That's an important point because sometimes people, uh, you know, have disappointed themselves. They may have not lived up to their standards or their expectations. And it's important that people need to be able to forgive themselves. Yeah. And I, I know of some people who have struggled with that. They've done some things when they were younger mm. that they deeply regret now and they can't move on from those things. And I'm just going to be uh, quite transparent about that. People who've gone through abortion, for example. 
you know, and they, for whatever reason, when they were younger, they've gone through that process, mm. and they are struggling with forgiveness of themselves. So therefore, it's almost like their relationship with people and even with God cannot go any further. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a stumbling block. It's a roadblock. But it's the lie of the devil to say that God cannot forgive them, mm. and they need to receive the forgiveness of God to fully experience their own personal forgiveness of the things they've committed in the past. You see, forgiveness is a gift from God. Mm. That was the whole process of this. This is why it works. Yes. And I've seen it work in hundreds of thousands of different people, mm. including my own life. Uh, and so, yes, yeah, sometimes it's you need to forgive uh, yourself. And so, you know, I do all that. And then in prayer, ask them to forgive themselves if they feel they need to. And when finishing praying, I ask them how they feel. I ask them if they feel any negative emotions. And if they do, I then rebuke the negative emotions in a similar manner in prayer. Yeah. Keep going back. And then explain to them what they must now do to keep their deliverance. You see, you can invite mm. it back into your life quite easily. Sure. All the anger, bitterness, resentment from the past. Look, I've done that. I've gone through a process where I've asked for, uh, for God to give me forgiveness of people. And the peace of God, even the love of God has flooded my heart. And I could actually feel love for the person who I despised and hated before. And uh, if you let go of that, it can come back, and the same bitterness and anger and resentment can come back. You're opening the door again, remember? Because I opened the door again, I got distracted. Yeah. And I had to go through the same process again, but God is faithful. He will, and even if you fall six times in his heart, you know, the Bible says that, I think it is Proverbs 24, verse 16, he who falls six times, uh, if he, he will rise a seventh time as well. So God will keep on lifting us up until we experience that complete victory keep getting through up. him. So I explain to them what they must now do to keep their deliverance. One, they say they are never to think on it, mention it, or discuss that person that hurt them in the past. If you've let it go, let it go. Hmm. You know, when God forgives our sins, he doesn't keep on bringing it up in front of us, does he? No. And we're to do the same for those that we've forgiven. We're not to bring it up. Hmm. It's buried. It's gone to the bottom of the sea if I can put it that way. It's buried. And so we're to just not discuss it or mention it, you know, that person hard. It's done. It's finished. And then they are to immediately, if, that does, if it does come back, they are to immediately rebuke in the name of Jesus any negative emotion that Satan tries to bring upon them because he'll try and bring it back. Mm. Amen. Well, thank you, Colin. That's been quite an insightful uh, process to go through just to understand how important ex- receiving the forgiveness of Christ is for us. And then also, of course, now having through the Holy Spirit, having that experience that we can impart forgiveness to others as well. And letting go of all that baggage that weighs us down so so strongly. Well, dear listener, we're just going to take a quick break here and we'll come back right after this short message. Stay tuned. Let me tell you what God thinks of you. I've got it in the Bible. Let me show you. Some people see themselves as incapable, as failures. But look at how God sees you. Judges 6.12. Israel's in such bondage to the heathen Midianites that Gideon was threshing wheat in hiding so the Midianites wouldn't take his wheat. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. They say Gideon was probably a teenager. Mighty man of valor? No, he wasn't. But God saw Gideon as he was going to be, as he could be through God's power. And that's how God sees you. You are a mighty man or mighty woman of valor. Because when God has you, there's no limit to what he can do in you today. I'm John Bradshaw for It Is Written. Let's live today by every word. Welcome back to You Shall Receive Power with Colin Hone and Etienne McClintock. We are going through the book 50 Days 
prayer and devotionals to prepare for the latter rain and Christ return by Pastor Dennis Smith. And we are on day 34, lesson 34, and it talks about an emotionally healed people. Now, just before the break, Colin, we were talking about the importance of forgiveness and how through this, taking people through a process through prayer and understanding the gospel and the forgiveness of Christ, which we can receive as a gift, we can be set free from the baggage that we carry in regards to anger and resentment and all those things that actually then have a a, 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 uh, a cause and effect uh, relationship where you then have things with uh, emotional problems. You can even get depressed. Uh, you can even have a short fuse. You know, all those challenges can be taken away by the power and the presence of God through the Holy Spirit. And it could also affect your physical well-being as well. Of course, you can get sick from it as well. Because, yeah. you know, we're all connected. The, 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 the mind-body connection. Yeah, it's yes, all connected. Yes. And so when one's not doing well, that can affect the other mm. part of it as well. So we're talking about, um, you know, deliverance and taking people through their prayer of forgiveness. Uh, and to just put it, put it away, never to bring it up. It's done. It's finished. Yes. Trust in God. Uh, and when, a, but when an individual has been hurt and has harbored anger towards the one who hurt them, what happens is they become oppressed by many negative emotions. In most every case, you know, that I've sort of dealt with, I found them to be oppressed by depression, heaviness, sadness, fear, anxiety, doubt, and self-hate even. Mm. If the anger and unforgiving attitudes have become severe, then many times that can lead to self-destructive feelings and behaviors such as bulimia, anorexia, suicidal thoughts, and even self-mutilation will develop. Mm. And they can be released from whatever oppression they're experiencing by following the steps we just listed above. Yes. And uh, a lot of this is taken from the book uh, Spirit, Baptism, and Deliverance by Dennis Smith. Uh, it's a wonderful book that you can, uh, you can purchase from, uh, from our website, and we can give that later okay. if you want to get that from the website. Th- that will be good. And so, you know, again and again... Uh, the more support and prayer the individual will need, you know, and I, that's why I said new, small groups is a wonderful way to support people who are in this um, in this type of experience for they continue to walk in the spirit of victory over Satan's attack. And this prayer is simply an intellectual exercise. Not much will happen, let's be honest. Hmm. If you're just doing it intellectually, it won't probably bring emotional healing. However, if the prayer experiencing goes deep within the individual into their hearts on an emotional level, there will be usually tears because they will have tapped in an emotional pain. Sure. Uh, the individuals whom they have just forgiven caused them. That pain will be released and healing will begin taking place. And God's spirit starts to move in those places in the heart that were deeply wounded and bring the healing love of God. Now, the emotional healing may happen very quickly in most cases, but sometimes it becomes a process of forgiveness where the individual says, Father, I forgive and you might name that person, and I ask you to forgive and bless them, uh, whenever that individual comes to mind, negative feelings are experienced. Sometimes they might think of that person, and those negative feelings can come back. Right. You can experience them. And when the healing is complete, no negative feelings are experienced when the individual who caused the emotional pain comes to mind is encountered. So what, what it's saying is you can eventually come to the point where you can think about that person and you're not feeling any of the negative oppressions. You just feel the love of Jesus for them. Mm, amen. That's when you know you're completely healed. So this is a process. You know, sometimes it could be a process of many times of going through the prayer of forgiveness. Yeah. Well, I think what you've just described there is actually highly desirable. However, we are emotional beings, and it's very hard sometimes to get rid of that anger and resentment towards someone. But to know that you can be set free, 
and just have a, a, a burden. You actually feel a burden lifted from you, emotional burden, just the, the, the stress that, that leaves your body when you, when you give that to the Lord is a wonderful experience. And I just want to encourage anybody that's struggling out there, what is on offer for you is even better than you can imagine. You've got to experience it and just give it to the Lord. Um, he's able to set us free from all these things. And I, I, I'm so encouraged by today's uh, program so far, Colin. Oh, it's wonderful. And, you know, forgiveness is a choice. Mm. Forgiveness is a choice, and it is God's will. Therefore, when we speak forgiveness of those who have hurt us, God's Spirit will begin putting forgiveness in our hearts towards mm. them. It's a gift from God. But if we choose not to forgive and instead continue to hold on to anger towards them, like I said before, it's like taking poison and waiting for the other person to <laughs> yes. die. Yeah. You know, it just, you know, you've got to wait till they die. This poison is going to be, you know, poisoning you. Mm. But God asks us to forgive others for our benefit. It's for our benefit. He knows that if we choose not to forgive, we will suffer many things spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Mm. You know, and I've seen, you know, I've heard of people who have been, um, you know, delivered from emotional and physical oppressions by Satan by using this prayer of forgiveness given above. And quite often the individual feels a sense of release and lightness as if a great load has been removed from them. I've seen that many times. Mm. And time and time again, I've seen uh, manifest against Satan what Jesus described as the power of God. Note the following scripture in Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you power or authority, as the New King James says, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Wow, so we've been given power over mm. the enemy. Now, it's interesting that word power, the original Greek word there is exousia, which is exactly what Jesus said, all Power is given. To, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. The word power there also means authority, and that is the power, the authority that Christ gives us over the enemy. That's it's an amazing, uh, amazing gift from God. And, and basically, this emotional or this method of emotional healing is based on the counsel given us by James in the book of James, uh, chapter five, uh, verse sixteen, where it says, "Confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed." The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, and we can even put woman in there, availeth much. Yes. And, um, you know, I can tell you of so many different stories uh, of this. I remember, again, there was a, uh, a demonic man was brought into a, a church once. Mm. This was in Ethiopia again. And they had been prayed over him. They've done everything. This is pastors prayed over him, but nothing worked. So what we did is we went through this prayer of forgiveness. We asked God. To reveal the strongholds in his life, what 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 were the emotional feelings that he was having, and what God revealed to him and to us was that he was holding on to this man was demon possessed, mm. and he told us that his father was demon possessed, and it went back generational, and he said that okay. his father wanted him to have this demon, mm. and so he was angry at his father, and it, this is what was revealed: he was angry at his father because of this, and so. We then took him through the prayer of forgiveness and we asked him to forgive, you know, ask God forgiveness through him to his father. Mm. And he broke down in tears. And after the prayer of forgiveness, you got to realize before we did all this, he was contorted. His face was all, you know, just looked really evil. He could tell mm. he was possessed or oppressed mm. really badly. And, and after the prayer of forgiveness, there was tears, there was release. We went through those steps. And uh, we rebuked Satan, any, uh, anything he had over that man. And because the door was closed, because of forgiveness, he had to leave. 
and we recommitted his life to Jesus. We asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The man's face was changed afterwards. It was mm, like incredible. a new person. Mm. And he went skipping out of the church that day, just full of the love of God, yeah. completely um, healed from um, from um, from Satan. It was just amazing. Praise the Lord. Praise the ama- amazing. You know, um, there's been many, many different times, and even in my own life, and I just want to share a little bit of my own my own testimony. There's many times I've had to um, ask for the prayer of forgiveness. Mm. You know, I this is not just uh, for others. This is for me. I sure. use this myself, and, and and it works. I remember as a kid, my parents were divorced when I was five years of age, and I remember to today the they were fighting at a railway station. You know, my mum then got on a train and went off to uh, another city in Australia, and uh, you know, I went to twelve different schools and. Sort of felt like we went to pillar to post, you know what I mean? Mm. And I lived with my grandparents and boarding schools. And and so we had a lot. My brother and I had abandonment issues because of that. Yeah. And we had a lot of pain. And we turned to, what do you do when you turn to have pain? You usually use the flesh. Yeah, sure. So so we both got into drugs and alcohol and uh, womanizing and all different types of things to relieve the pain in our lives. Mm. And uh, because we were... Angry and you know from at our parents because of the life childhood childhood we had, and you know we were even put in boys' homes at one stage, and I remember you know when I was my brother was twenty three, I was twenty six, that uh, he died of a heroin overdose, and I had to go and identify the body and and I was always <laughs> angry at my mum and dad. I my mum had a had, had a critical spirit and she would always be you know criticizing me. Mm. She just couldn't help it. But I realize now that she was dealing with pain in her life, and that was just a manifestation of the pain in her own life. Mm. And every time she'd be critical, what's your natural response when someone's critical? Well, you fight back. Yes, right. And we wouldn't talk to each other for months and months. And so I went through the prayer of forgiveness Mm. about uh, uh, forgiving her and my father about what happened to my brother and Mm. what happened to me as a childhood. And I felt the sense of God come over me, this healing of I was healed. Mm. And instead of reacting to my mum, you know, her critical spirit and things like that, I just saw her in a different light. It was just like through the love of Jesus. This was a miracle that happened. Mm. And so even my own life, and many times there have been people who have criticized me, and it, I can react to that when you get criticized. I've gone through the prayer of forgiveness. And so you don't react when they criticize anymore. You look for a different yeah. lens. So the one thing I do know is all glory goes to God. He's the one who delivers. As Christians, we are simply one beggar telling another beggar where to get bread. <laughs> That's all because we're all emotional yeah, beings. So we're true. all we're yeah. all messed up, and we've all had stuff happen to our lives. Mm. Some more than others. Yes. Some more than others, and some in, you know in lots of ways. Um, and so, the whole ultimate goal of deliverance is that the emotional problems inhibit our spiritual growth into the full image of Jesus Christ in our life. That's the goal of God. He wants us to transform us in the image of God to his son. Mm. And when we hold on to all these different you know, emotional um, problems, uh, it inhibits our um, experience of, of experiencing God's love more fully. And so the goal of emotional deliverance is to remove these hindrances so we can become just like Jesus, you know, in 1 John 3, 2. And God gets all the glory. Yes. We've been given the privilege to lead others to Jesus and experience the deliverance that he offers. 
Remember Jesus said, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And that's taken from John chapter 8, verse 36. Mm. If the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. But like I said, like I said before, it's we need we need to take authority over the negative emotional emotions in our life. Mm. So if Satan tries to bring depression back into your life after you've gone through the prayer of forgiveness, you might pray like this: In the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of depression to depart. Mm. You know, if it comes back when you're dwelling on people or thinking about things, yes, just say that. In the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of depression to depart, and thank you, Lord, for the joy. If Satan seeks to put an emotional infirmity on you, refuse to accept it in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. And thank God for the opposite fruit of the Spirit. You see, the more infilling the Spirit we have, the stronger we will be in the Lord. And I've just got a, like a list of emotional infirmities that Satan will try to put on you. And then I look at it, there's an opposite fruit of the Spirit. Okay. For example, where there is dissension or disunity or emotional oppression to have yes. dissension or disunity, the opposite or the fruit of spirit is love and peace, isn't it? Yes, that's true. So if you're dealing with that, you want to have love and peace. Mm. You know, if you're dealing with depression and sadness, the opposite of that, the fruit of the spirit is joy. Joy, yeah. Yeah. If you're dealing with anxiety and worry, the fruit of the spirit is peace and meekness. If you're dealing with guilt in your life because of what you've done, okay, then the fruit of the spirit is peace with God, forgiveness. Mm. If you're dealing with intemperance and addiction, the fruit of the Spirit is temperance and self-control. These are all the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. If you're dealing with impatience and you have a problem with impatience, then you ask for the fruit of the Spirit of God's patience. If you're harshness, the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. If the emotional oppression is doubt, the opposite or the fruit of the Spirit is faith. And if you're dealing with lust as an emotional impression, the fruit of the Spirit is temperance and purity and you could expand this list to meet whatever your specific needs whatever your oppression is ask for the opposite or the fruit of the spirit so you know you can expand this list and be ready at all times to rebuke satan's initial attack rebuke him he's called the serpent in the bible and that's really a good description picture him as a boa constrictor (laughs) send him on his way immediately don't let him come near If you hesitate or forget to rebuke him, he will, like a boa constrictor, begin wrapping himself around you. The longer you delay, the stronger hold he'll have on you. Mm. You may be just learning about these things and feel Satan has a strong hold on you in certain areas of your life. But don't despair. God's power can break the strongest hold of Satan. Be persistent in resisting the devil, and he will flee from you. That's what James chapter 4, verse 7. That's right. It says, what does it say in James chapter 4, verse 7? You know, be persistent. And um, he will flee from you. Yeah, it says, uh, submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So draw su- near to God, yeah. and he will draw near to you. That's right. So you draw near to God and submit to God, and the devil will flee from you. So you might have to do this over and over again. It's mm. persistence. But I want to give a word of caution here. God's purpose for us is to become like Jesus. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. So the purpose of the gospel, or God's purpose, is for us to become like Jesus. Jesus, yes. And it's, imagine even the gospel starts with what? Forgiveness. 
That's true. Starts with forgiveness. Mm. For that reason, the ultimate goal of all deliverance is to remove the obstacles or the strongholds and hindrances that stand in the way of achieving that goal in our life. The principles outlined that we're talking about will assist the Christian to become like Jesus in preparation for his second coming. Remember in 1 John 3, 2, those who are ready to meet Jesus will be like him, just like Jesus, mm. you know, like glory meets glory. And however, if you find yourself rebuking the devil more than you are talking with God, something is out of balance. Right. Do you know what I mean? What's it say there? You're supposed to seek God. That's mm. the most important. Seek God. Spend time in his word. Okay. And so, yeah, something's out of balance. And Satan's goal is always to get our focus off of God. Remember? Mm. The Bible verse in Romans chapter 8, 29 is to what? Focus on God. Yes, right. To seek God, to spend time with God, and then Satan will flee from you. But you say so you don't want to be doing, if you're doing more rebuking than you are speaking with God, talking with God. And remember, Satan's goal is to always get our focus off God. And so one of his deceptions is to get us continually see evil spirits behind every rock. Okay. You know, he'll just get us looking at evil, 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 evil. Mm. So what are we talking about and looking at and focusing on all the time? Mm. Is evil, evil, evil. And if we fall into this trap, our attention will be taken away from the Lord. Therefore, you know, I counsel us, you know, all of us to focus on spiritual warfare as long as it does not become an all-consuming activity that takes your focus off Jesus Christ. You know, I, mu- I must admit I don't really think about this too much. Yeah. When I come across it, I deal with it, mm. but I'm not dwelling on it or even thinking about all this sure. stuff, hardly ever. Mm-hmm. But when you come across it and you identify it, then yeah, you can rebuke it, of course, and you yes. deal with it. Mm. And you know, when we accept Jesus as our Savior, we're called to join Him in the ministry of reconciliation. Mm. The gospel is a the gospel is a ministry of reconciliation. First, reconciling us to the Father. Yes, that's the Elijah message, wasn't it? Mm, Elijah right. message in Malachi chapter 4 It says the message of Elijah Or the spirit of Elijah Is to reconcile us to the Father and to turn and the our hearts towards to the, the Father That's right To the Father and to sons mm. And so so let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 5 Verse 18 and 19 Now all things are of God Who has reconciled us to himself Through Jesus Christ And has given us the ministry of reconciliation that is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Where to reconcile people to the Father and each other. Mm. It's vertical and horizontal, right? just like the shape yes. of the cross. Reconciliation to the Father and each other. Mm. The more the gospel of deliverance impacts our life, the more effective it will be in bringing others into reconciliation with God. Deep emotional hurts and wounds keep many from opening their hearts to God and experiencing his love. This is why the Lord wants to heal us emotionally. Emotional healing removes the barriers that hinder a closer relationship with him. However, the emotional hurts in our own life will limit how effectively we'll be used by God in helping others to experience the healing of God wants to give them. Mm -hmm. So we need to be healed for ourselves so that we can go and help. Heal others And I know I had to go through that myself I needed to be healed emotionally myself You know from the From the stuff in my life The baggage in my life And and believe me there's been a lot But God has healed a lot of it And there's probably things he's still revealing in my life Mm. That need constant healing See if we're not emotionally healed 
we will find ourselves reacting to the faults of others rather than seeing beyond their faults and seeing their need. You see, this is how God ministers to us. He sees beyond our faults and sees our need, doesn't he? God loves us. Yes. He sees beyond your and my faults right, and sees our need. Mm. And we're to do the same with others. But if we're always reacting to each other's faults and not seeing each other's need, then we never get past that. Past that. No, you don't. That's right. And you see it a lot of happening in churches, in homes, in families. You know, we're reacting to each other's faults. Mm. The point is we all have faults. Oh, that's right. And we could all go around reacting to each other's faults. There's a lot to react to if we allow ourselves, yes, isn't it? <laughs> there is. There is. But remember, yeah. Jesus sees beyond our faults and mm. sees our need, and we're to do the same to others. Yes. And when we ourselves we're not emotionally healed, we find ourselves judging others due to their our reaction to their faults. Yeah. We start judging others. Mm. And Jesus spoke of this, didn't he, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 to 5. It says, Judge not that you not be judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye? Look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So it does say that we, when we emotionally healed ourselves, when we got ourselves work, we'll be able to help our brothers and sisters yes. to remove the speck in their eyes. Mm. But you can't do that if you haven't removed the emotional baggage in your own life. That's right. Well, you, you can't give what you haven't received, you know. And uh, if for people who've traveled on a plane, I mean, Colin, I know you've been uh, a few places on a plane. Mm. When they go through the uh, safety procedures, they talk about, you know, if cabin pressure should drop unexpectedly. Then this little mask will fall out of the top of the, uh, the the cabin, and then you've got to put this mask on your own face first before you try and help someone else. And the reason they do that is because you're not able to help someone else put their mask on while you're not getting enough oxygen yourself. You could you could black out before you're even able to assist them. So the first thing is get the oxygen into yourself. Once you've got the oxygen there and you can breathe, you're not going to black out. You're then in a much better position to help someone else. It's a great example. Yeah. It's a great example. <laughs> And so until we're emotionally healed, we will tend to judge others because of the faults we see in them. Mm. When we experience healing from our emotional hurts, we will then be able to look on others with the compassion of Jesus. We'll be able to minister to others as Christ did and have the attitude he had when he said this in John chapter twelve forty seven. He says, Jesus says, I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Yes. And we're the same. We're not to come to judge others. We're to be used to save others. Mm. And our goal will be lead others to salvation, not to judge them. And when we experience emotional healing, the beam in our own eye that keeps us from ministering to our brothers effectively will be removed. Then we can see clearly to cast out the moat of our brother's eye or the speck. As a result, we'll be able to minister him with compassion, which enables God to use us to bring healing. Mm, amen. Then the river of healing will f- begin to flow out of us through the Holy Spirit living in us. You know, there's a beautiful story about Ezekiel chapter 47, where this, where this great temple, this vision that Ezekiel saw, where we saw rivers of water flowing out of the um, temple. And mm. Jesus quotes that in John chapter 17, verse 38, 39, which says, "I saw, you know, rivers of water flowing from within us to bring he- and it brought healing to the nations." Yes. Now, I know maybe these teachings are very foreign to most of us today. Why? We really don't understand them. We're influenced by those around us, and we're not where we should be spiritually. 
And Paul warned us of ignorance of God's delivering power in the last days. He gave us a warning about this. You know, and in Western cultures, you know, probably America and Australia and Europe, we've sort of a bit, let's be honest, a bit dumb when it comes to this, Mm. (laughs) a bit naive. I've been to Africa and Papua New Guinea and the islands and many places like they're very, very aware of this type of spiritual warfare. Yes. And, um, but this is what, um, you know, Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. It says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. So one of the dangerous characters of the last day Christians is they have a form of godliness, and this is in verse 5, yes. but deny the power of it. Mm. Paul tells us, From such turn away. And Ellen White understood the power of church should have when confronting Satan and his impressions in the lives of men and women. This is what she said in Early Writings, page 227. I saw that if the church had always retained her peculiar holy character, the power of the Holy Spirit which was imparted to the disciples would still be with her. The sick would be healed, devils would be rebuked and cast out, and she would be mighty and a terror to her enemies. Wow. The choice is ours. God has provided everything for our deliverance from Satan's power and influences in our lives. And I pray we will avail ourselves of God's saving grace spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Then our witness will be all about the Jesus who delivers us. Mm, amen. Colin, we'll just take a quick break there to share our contact details with our listener. And we'll be right back after the short message. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining us on You Shall Receive Power. If you would like more information about today's program, or if you have any questions, please contact 3ABN Australia Radio by phoning 0249-73-3456. Or you can send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. You can also contact us on our 3ABN Australia Radio Facebook page. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back. Now, I just want to just summarize what we just spoke about. Remember, the choice is ours. God has provided everything for our deliverance from Satan's power and influence in our life. And I pray you avail others of God's saving grace, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Then our witness will be about the Jesus who delivers. Remember, the ultimate goal of emotional deliverance is to remove from our life the oppressions of Satan that hinder us from growing up into the fullness of Jesus Christ. Remember, the last generation of Christians will be just like Jesus, 1 John 3, 2. Mm. Therefore, emotional deliverance is essential for us to experience if we are ready to be ready at Christ's second coming. Great. Thank you, Colin. Now, you just mentioned a powerful book by Pastor Dennis Smith that is available for people to purchase from the website for Holy Spirit Ministries. It's called, well, you can go to this website. It's called spiritbaptism.org. So spiritbaptism, one word, .org, and the book is called Spirit Baptism and Deliverance. So a wonderful book, which will be a wonderful resource for you, especially if you're struggling with some of the things that were covered in the program today. So, dear listener, we pray that God will continue to bless you, draw you, and lead you, and ultimately that you will experience the joy and the privilege of that forgiveness where that weight can be taken off your shoulders and you can walk in the freeness and forgiveness that Jesus Christ offers you and allows you to give to others. We look forward to catching up with you next time here on You Shall Receive Power. Until then, may the Spirit of God guide you, lead you, bless you, and empower you. Amen.
been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.